this is Sally and welcome to Reclaiming Pride, LGBT plus survivors of narcissistic abuse. Before we start, there is a trigger warning. The episodes of this podcast may at times refer to domestic violence, emotional, financial and sexual abuse. To begin, as always, I'd like us to have a one word feelings check. That's simply one word for how you are feeling in this moment. What's that one word for you today? This week, we're going to be looking at the ways in which narcissists and toxic people use financial abuse to coerce and control us. As always, before we dive into the topic, we will examine some of the core precepts of financial abuse in order to define it. When it comes to financial abuse, individuals with narcissistic personality disorder may engage in manipulative and harmful behaviors that relate to money and finance. Here's how NPD can be associated with financial abuse. So the first way is exploitative behavior. So people with NPD may exploit others financially for their own personal gain. So they might manipulate family members, partners or friends into giving them money, gifts or other financial resources and support really without any particular regard for the other person's well-being or their own financial health. Number two is financial control. So narcissistic individuals may seek to control the finances of others as a way to asserting power and dominance. They might control access to bank accounts, withhold money, or make unilateral financial decisions without consulting their partner or family member or friend or whoever it is whose money they're actually commandeering. The third is debt accumulation. So some individuals with NPD may accumulate significant amounts of debt due to impulsive spending or a desire to maintain a lavish lifestyle. They might expect others to bail them out or cover this debt, creating financial strain for those around them or the individual who they are preying upon. So here's how NPD can be related to debt accumulation. First of all, the narcissist's grandiose self-image is worth looking at here. So individuals with NPD often have an exaggerated sense of self-importance and may feel entitled to a luxurious lifestyle or high status possessions, even when they, they have no access to these things. They have no way of affording them themselves. This can lead them to spend beyond their means, accumulating debt to maintain the appearance of success. The next is impulsivity. So people with NPD may be impulsive in their decision-making, including financial decisions. They may make impulsive purchases or investments without considering the long-term consequences resulting in debt. And from my own experience, I can tell you that oftentimes these impulsive purchases are very big ticket items. Then there's lack of empathy. So as we know, narcissists tend to lack empathy for other people, which can extend to also the financial matters. They may not fully consider the financial impact of their actions on family members, partners or others with whom they share financial responsibility. Next is manipulative behaviour. Some individuals with MPD may use financial manipulation to gain control or power in relationships because it really is all about power. They might accumulate debt and expect others to cover their expenses or bail them out using this dependency to maintain control over other people because what they'll do is they'll use your empathy and your feelings of guilt or pity or love or whatever have you in order to control you. The next is that they have difficulty with responsibility. So narcissists often struggle with accepting responsibility for their own actions. This includes financial ones. They might deny their role in creating debt 
or blame other people for their own financial problems. Another big one with narcissists is they want to maintain appearance. So they often prioritize appearance and may go to great lengths to project an image of success, a mask, even if it means incurring debt. And this is usually a lot of debt. This can lead to a cycle of overspending and debt accumulation to maintain this desired image. Another one is risky financial behavior. So NPD individuals might engage in high risk financial behaviors such as gambling, speculative investing, real estate investment, excessive borrowing, which can result in significant debt for those around them. Difficulty with saving and budgeting is another one. So because of their impulsivity and a focus on immediate gratification, people with MPD often struggle with saving money and sticking to a budget, which can contribute to their accumulation of further debt. So that was a kind of an overall look at how debt accumulation works with the NPD individual. So let's move on to using money as a manipulation tool. So narcissists use money as a means of manipulating and coercing people. For example, they might threaten to cut off financial support or withdraw financial resources to manipulate someone into complying with their demands or tolerating their behavior. Now, don't be fooled. It's not necessarily their finances that they're cutting you off from. It's usually your own finances they're cutting you off from. They have found a way to control your finances and they will cut you off from your own money. The next is financial exploitation of vulnerable individuals. So narcissists often target vulnerable people, such as the elderly or those with low financial literacy for financial exploitation. They might deceive or manipulate these people into providing them with money or assets. Then there's something I want to dive into a little deeper, and that's financial gaslighting. So as we've seen in previous episodes, gaslighting is a common manipulation tactic among narcissists, and this can extend to finances. They might distort the truth or deny financial wrongdoing to make their victims doubt their own perception of reality. Financial gaslighting is in itself a very specific manipulative tactic and can be a particularly harmful form of psychological abuse in the context of relationships and finances. This kind of gaslighting involves distorting, denying or manipulating financial information to make the victim doubt their own perception of reality. This creates confusion, dependency and control. Here are some ways in which NPD individuals engage in financial gaslighting. First, there's denial of financial wrongdoing. So a person with NPD is likely to deny any financial wrongdoing or irresponsibility, even when evidence clearly suggests otherwise. They may claim that their financial decisions are sound and that any problems are the fault of the victim. The next that leads on from this then is blaming the victim. The narcissist may try to shift the blame onto the victim, making them feel guilty or responsible for any financial issues that arise. This can lead the victim to believe that they are the cause of the financial problems, even when this clearly isn't the case. You could even look at what the narcissist has been doing inside a bank account, usually somebody else's, to see that it's all their expenditure there, actually nothing to do with anybody else, but they would still deny culpability there. Then there's withholding information. People with NPD may withhold important financial information from their partner or family member or friend, such as hiding bills, bank statements, or information about shared accounts. This lack of transparency 
can make it difficult for a victim of a narcissist to make informed financial decisions because half of what you're dealing with is invisible to you. Then there's minimizing financial concerns. So narcissists downplay the seriousness of financial issues or the impact of their own financial wrongdoing and decisions, making the victim feel that they are overreacting or being overly anxious about money. Then narcissists manipulating financial facts. So they manipulate financial facts and figures to create a false narrative that supports their perspective. This can involve altering records, exaggerating expenses, or making misleading claims about income. I remember doing my tax returns and she was over the phone when I was doing one of my tax returns when we lived in New York. And she was literally screaming at me on the phone. And the guy I was doing the tax return with was just very sympathetic. He couldn't believe what was happening, but it was absolutely awful. And she was trying to control how much money I would get back for my tax return. She must have been relying on it for something. Then there's gaslighting through accusations. People with NPD accuse their victims of being financially irresponsible or irrational, even when the victim's concerns are valid. This tactic can make us doubt our own financial judgment quite often. Then there is control over finances. Narcissists insist on having complete control over the finances, making it difficult for a person to access their own funds or participate in financial decision-making. This control can be used as a tool for manipulation. Then there's the end game, isolation. The narcissist may isolate the victim from friends and family members who could provide financial advice or support. This isolation further exacerbates our dependence on the narcissist. So financial gaslighting can have serious emotional, as you can hear, financial consequences for somebody, leading to feelings of powerlessness, anxiety, and low self-esteem. It can also contribute to financial instability and dependency on the narcissistic individual. So next there's financial sabotage. Narcissists might sabotage the financial well-being of their partner or family member or friend to maintain control or assert dominance. This can include actions like ruining credit scores, damaging property, or intentionally causing financial instability. It is important to know that not all individuals with NPD engage in financial abuse, although it is extremely common. Also, not all cases of financial abuse involve narcissistic individuals necessarily. It can occur in various forms and could be perpetrated by individuals with different personality traits and different personality disorders as well. So it's likely that you will see in at least three of the four B-cluster personality disorders, you will probably see some form of financial abuse. It's very common that the narcissist will exploit you for your money and never pay you back. My ex still remains literally tens of thousands of dollars in debt to me, which I have just had to write off. I remember at one time she actually took out a credit card in my name and paid for a vacation for us using that credit card. I said that I would go halves with her on the holiday and wouldn't you know, she chased me down for every single penny until I paid exactly half. Meanwhile, I had supported her for 12 of the 13 years we were together and also her child. Narcissists will also take money. I'm not going to say borrow because they don't give it back. It's the most common way in which narcissists will use your finances, whether it's to pay their rent or mortgage or tuition or their children's tuition. They will take it and you will never see it again. All of the above actually happened to me. The fact is that you have empathy for this person. 
And when they treat you sweetly, in other words, when they want something, this can fool you into thinking that things are going better in the relationship the way that you had always hoped. So you easily part with the money. You readily do it. And they know they know what's at play here. They're doing this on purpose. The fact is that they have literally just stolen from you. By the time my ex left, she had ruined my credit score. She left me $17,000 worth of debt, all of which she had run up. None of that was mine. I spent tens of thousands of dollars supporting her and her child for almost 13 years. I had taken them on vacations to places all around the world multiple times. Her job loss was constant. Either she would be fired because the people at the job would discover who she really was because she would start treating them almost as badly as she would treat me, or she would simply walk out on jobs at times when we were literally at the bare minimum. We could hardly put food on the table. We could just about cope. And she would walk away from a job. Then she would begin to scream at me for not being able to adequately support them. Another thing the narcissist does is that they micromanage other people's money. So once the narcissist knows that you have money or a steady income, or maybe even money that somebody's left you in a will or something like that. It's like putting a fox in a barn full of chickens. They will prey upon your money until it's either all gone or that they can control it completely. They might make very forceful suggestions. So watch out for this one. They'll make very forceful suggestions on how you invest your money. I remember when my father had passed away, my ex literally dragged us around looking at houses all over New York, which we clearly couldn't afford. She was always ready to spend my money, always having plans for how she was going to spend it, always ready to invest it in all of the ventures she had in her head. Meanwhile, most of the time, she did not have a job. That she would actually punish me for as well, claiming that I had stressed her out to such an extent with my issues that she had lost her last job. And this was very common um, in all of the times that she either walked away from jobs or she was fired. She claimed that it was the stress of dealing with all of my plethora of issues that had led her to losing her job. The fact that I keep my jobs for a very long time, she would claim that I was some kind of psychopath because I seemed to be able to weather the storm and keep jobs, whereas she was so sensitive and a normal person that she could not. Meanwhile, you couldn't get further from the truth. Narcissists might also ask you to give them large loans of money and you will never see this back. Basically, to the narcissist, their money is their money and your money is also their money. They are excessively entitled. In fact, this is actually one of the traits of narcissistic personality disorder is an excessive feeling of entitlement that they have. You will probably end up paying for the majority of the household bills, if not all of them. They will try to get you to have a joint bank account and then proceed to control it. There's also a horribly ironic thing that happens with the narcissist, and it also happened with my ex, is that they will attempt to depict any contribution that you make financially as worthless and meaningless, even when they make absolutely no contribution financially whatsoever. I remember my ex saying things to me like, you just throw money at things like you're trying to buy us. Meanwhile, I was supporting us and trying to help her with her next harebrained scheme that she had planned and she wanted me to sink a large amount of money into. I remember when she would sit in bed all day and get takeaways for herself while I literally was taking cans of beans to work with a can opener because I couldn't go out and buy myself lunch because I had to leave my debit card behind with her. Yes, I sat in an executive suite 
on Madison Avenue and I ate out of a can of beans. Another thing that a narcissist will tend to do is devalue the work that you do and the money that you have, even though it is 100% supporting them and they are heavily benefiting from it. This is because malignant narcissists have a deep sense of envy over anything that you do right, over anything that you are successful in, and that's usually the way that you make your money. They will both punish you for making the money and then want that money and threaten you never to stop supplying it. Heaven forbid you make more money than your narcissistic partner, friend or relative. Then rest assured that they will devalue this, punish you for every success in an attempt to feel powerful and superior over you. I remember a friend saying to me once when I told her about what was happening, well, I hate to tell you this, Sally, but your money's good enough, isn't it? What she meant was, while nothing I could ever do or say was good enough, my money was always good enough. And she was right. Even when you're treating them to vacations, lavish dates, nice gifts, or helping them pay all of their bills, or helping them get through school, or helping their child get through school, be sure that they will be resentful of the fact that you are doing all of this and they will make no secret of that. They want to make sure that even though you are providing for them, that you feel inferior, even if you are more financially secure than they are. The next common theme is that they will use money as a form of control. One way they do this is to appear excessively giving at the start and then expect things back tenfold in a kind of you owe me attitude. Another way they will act is as if they are giving you an allowance of your own money. This was a very pervasive one with my ex at one point. She had me filling out a small cash book with every single purchase I made, even if it was a bag of chips or a can of soda. She had me doing this every day. I've still got those notebooks. She claimed this was to help me manage my money better because I was completely inept financially and I couldn't manage my money. Oh, and she would want to look at it once a week. One time, I actually got a bonus from work for doing some extra work. And at that time, she literally had me give her the cash. She hid it in my own apartment and wouldn't tell me where it was so that I wouldn't touch it. It stayed in a frame behind a picture for about three months until I found it. The narcissist will also manufacture situations in which you will later feel obligated to either do or give them something in return. They will give you things or do things for you you never asked for, that you don't even want, and then get extremely angry and offended and upset if you do not reciprocate either with money or sex or endless attention or all of the above. If you recognize any of this to be true for you in your relationship with the narcissist, it's highly likely that you have been financially abused, manipulated and gaslit. So in order that we can process all of that information for a moment, I'm going to take a break. After the break, I'll be introducing a new segment that we'll be replacing our journal entries with for a while, and that is listener Q&A. Each week, I'll be posing a question that a listener has sent me and attempting to answer it as fully as possible. I'll see you after the break with our first listener question. Welcome back. And our first listener question 
on Reclaiming Pride is, is it possible to have a successful relationship with a person who has narcissistic personality disorder? In other words, is there a kind of graduation from NPD in which someone can become functional in a relationship when they have NPD? So I want to start by saying that some therapists do believe that there may be some kind of quote unquote cure for people who have been diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder. Therapeutic approaches for this would need to be facilitated by a highly experienced psychotherapist with a specialized training in B-cluster personality disorders. Now, I've started here with therapy because in order to get the narcissistic person to have a normal relationship, they would need to undergo intensive therapy. So that's why I'm starting here. Therapy may consist of one-on-one psychotherapy or cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT. This is where unhealthy thought and behavior patterns are in theory replaced with healthy ones. There's also schema therapy, and this combines the elements of psychotherapy with CBT with schema therapy. So the patient in in schema therapy identifies negative patterns that go back to their childhood experiences. And these are so-called schemas that may have been created within the person's behavior over a long period of time. So next, once that person has identified these schemas, then the therapist works with them to try to change the schematic behavior. Finally, there is also gestalt therapy. So gestalt is very much grounded in the present and it only really looks at the past to see how it's affecting someone in their present day. In this kind of therapy, a narcissist might be encouraged to look at what is actually going on in their life at this moment and work on improving their awareness, empathy, sense of responsibility around their life at present. Okay, so the problem with all of these different tried and trusted methods with a narcissist is that no matter how qualified the psychotherapist might be and how well-intentioned the work and treatment may be, the cure of narcissistic personality disorder is extremely problematic given that this is in essence and at its core an abusive disorder of which the person is in complete and utter denial. There is simply no conclusive evidence that people with NPD respond tangibly and in any real and lasting way to therapy at all. There are also no drug treatments that are specifically used for narcissistic personality disorder. Treatment of any kind always hinges on a voluntary participation of a person being treated. Whether they're a narcissist or not, narcissists rarely or ever will openly and vulnerably participate without a mask or without trying to actually manipulate the therapist themselves. Therapy could take place, but therapeutic measures will only really work for a limited time because narcissists are basically incapable of change in the same way that people with antisocial personality disorder or psychopathy are incapable of change. So what does this mean for being in a relationship with a narcissist and the possibility of that? Unfortunately, what this means is that if you do want to stay in a relationship with somebody who has narcissistic personality disorder, you will have to completely forget who you are. You will have to completely accept everything they ever say or ever do as being 100% right. You will be completely subservient to them in every way. And just be aware that this will actually never be good enough. If this is something that a human being is prepared to do, and they can in fact be in a relationship with a person who has narcissistic personality disorder, 
because that's what it would look like and that's what it would take. Keep in mind though that although what I've just said makes it sound like this would be successful, you could never be successful in a relationship with somebody who has NPD because they won't allow it. The disorder will not allow success for any extended period of time and the person will not admit that they have a disorder and therefore My short answer, listener, is no. A successful relationship with somebody who has MPD is unfortunately not possible. This is in many ways perhaps sad. Once in a while, you get a glimpse of who that person might be without the disorder. You'll just be forever asking yourself, did you see a glimpse of who they might be and peek behind the mask? Or was it a lie and an act? And there really is nothing behind it. Pathology and medicine And psychotherapy circles would tell you there's actually nothing behind it. It can bring some people a kind of peace to think that there is some humanity to this person. And if that's what helps, then that's what helps. Unfortunately, though, a normal relationship or something resembling normality in a relationship with this person will not be possible. I hope that helped to answer your question. Thanks so much for sending it. Please note, this podcast is not intended to replace professional therapy or counselling. It serves as a supplementary resource for support and encouragement. Listeners, you are encouraged to seek professional help if needed. I did, and it still works for me every day. Stay tuned, and I look forward to healing with you again next time. Bye-bye.